0: Hey, Flavor family, we're here at the Kansas Speedway on the the, the Kansas side of Kansas City, Missouri.
1: And we are at a food competition today. It's going to be absolutely amazing. Now, David, why are you not a judge at this competition? Well,
0: it's sick and wrong that I'm not. There is an application (laughs) process, and next year I look to be... One of the judges. Now they have two 1300, big. Thirteen hundred judges for this event. There's two big barbecue events in Kansas City every year. One is held at Arrowhead Stadium. It's in the summer, and it's more of a of a celebration of the best barbecue people from all over the world. It's not a competition. It's more of a brag. It's more of a of a of a flex. You know, in order to be invited and to be there, and Arrowhead Stadium is full of. Uh, barbecue. Is, it's the greatest thing in the world.
1: And at this one, this competition, where are all the competitors coming from? They
0: come from 50 states, dozens of countries, and this is called the Grand Royale. Now, every county fair and different places have barbecue competitions. This is the one, this is the one that if you get one small category of a win, this is what you post in your restaurant. You put the trophy, you put the ribbon in there and, and again, rednecks come from miles around to eat your barbecue. It is the great thing. But but there'll be uh this, this stadium, when they have a NASCAR event, holds close to 100,000 people. You know, when the pit all put together, you can see down there uh, all of the competitors. It is quite the deal. Next year, you're going to see me as, as,
1: a judge.
0: as a judge. That's my goal.
1: And this year, we're actually going to be meeting uh, Kyle Shirley here at this event. And we are actually going to get from him a Wagyu brisket, yes, which sir. you've been working on brisket now once a month. And we're going to actually try a Wagyu in, which you guys saw him on our show with Ozark Beef. We are so excited about trying that the Wagyu. So, so
0: when these guys are competing, they got all in line, they have to have a great source of beef. His Missouri Wagyu is one of the top ones that people fight to try to get. We're going to be talking to him and some of the competitors that are using his cows to compete with for their recipes today.
1: It's going to be a great day.
0: We're here at the Grand Royal again, and we talked about everything involved in in cooking it. But I don't care if you're talking about wine and where the grapes come from or whatever it is. It had to start somewhere. Now, now, a good beef that didn't start today. They say the best time if you want a shade tree, you better plant one like 20 years ago. Yeah. So, so you guys have been in the genetic side of this for a long time. So, introduce yourselves real quick. And yeah. how did you end up with great beef
2: today? Yeah. So my name is Jeremiah Harris. And this is my uh, wife,
1: Amy Harris. Amy Harris. So we,
2: uh, We started. Um, we switched our genetics over about nine years ago, and and uh, we use Akuish genetics. So uh, Wagyu, there's there's different types of Wagyu. We use the Akuish, which means red cow. Um, Akuish is known for more of a speckled marbling instead of your line marbling. Okay. And we shoot for a, a medium to high grade, you know, marbling score. But we, we started with a commercial genetics, Red Angus, yeah. and then we started crossing over occlusion genetics and a breed-up program. So we have from three-quarter bloods to full-blood genetics. Okay. Uh, in doing so, we concentrate more so on yeah, the, the quality of the meat, not necessarily what's full blood or what's three
0: quarter blood, which but people are aware of these things more than ever. Do you guys grow your 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 everything right here in Missouri? Yes. Um, and you know something we focused on quite a bit with the Flyover Conservative Show. We had attorneys like Thomas Renz and uh, uh, different legislatures and people in, in, involved in. There was a bill that 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 didn't pass in Missouri just a few months ago, basically stating if you're going to put mRNA technology. In, you know, vaccine technology, if you're going to be injecting this stuff in beef, we wanted it so they had to say on the label they were doing it. They didn't say you couldn't. Right. But it was a bill saying, hey, if you're going to do this, if you're going to be affecting what we're eating, at least tell us. It didn't pass. In Missouri, which is, I think, a really conservative red state that's going to want Absolutely. transparency. Absolutely. So, so yeah. like, this kind of information might have been, like, who cares, maybe 10 years ago because it's all a cow's a cow. Right. It's not that way anymore. Right. Like, people want to know, like, what's really... What's really in this?
2: Yep, and that's another reason why why we started this is because the, the beef that we sell is raised, born, and finished on our farm. It never leaves our farm. So, so we're, prou- we're proud. We're just in case,
0: because I'm gonna come up to a little bit more on your mic. Just so, so, so
2: yeah, we're 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 very proud of that. You know, our beef is is born and finished on our farm. Never leaves. So uh, we have 100% control of it. We don't do any hormones, uh, additional hormones, steroids your Commercial cattle. 90% of them will be implanted. You know, they're, they're getting paid off of gain. So uh, uh, they're looking, you know, for five, six, seven pounds a day gain. They're killing them at 16, 17 months of age. Well, we're we're just completely opposite. We're okay. doing it the all-natural way. And we shoot for 2 to 2.5 pounds a day gain. And we take them out to 26, 27, 28 months, under 30 months of age. Now I've had stretches of my life where I've gained
0: one to two pounds a day, and I've had stretches where I've gained eight pounds a day. Totally different programs. What what's what's the difference here for the cows?
2: Yeah, so we're not implanting them with steroids or hormones. Yeah. So they, they do that and they they swell up faster yes. than what God intended. So when 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 you put when you implant cattle, they're going to gain at a faster rate, you know, like steroids. So so your meat's wow. going to be more dense and less marble. So we do it like like wine, low and slow. So we, t- we take them out to up to 30 months of age. And, and that's strictly for quality. Gaining high intramuscular marbling that's mostly monosaturated.
0: So whether you're a customer of these guys now or not, we're in a place in our world where you want to be accumulating relationships. You want to be accumulating contacts because you never know when that becomes necessary. There's there's legitimate programs. There's a guy named Bill Gage, probably heard of him, largest farmer in America, and his goal is all you eat is bugs. And all you eat is manufactured in a laboratory, chicken and, and, and beef. And so this is a relationship. These are people you might want to know. You run the Instagram, which is awesome. Your family is beautiful. Your farm's beautiful. Talk about that real quick and kind of your role in this
3: process.
1: So look, I... Honestly, I just want. This is people, Amy. This is yes, Amy. I just want people to know, like, we're just real people that we have a lot of pride in our farm, in our family, and our kids. We want them to grow up and know that hard work is important and don't take any shortcuts. You know, it's, it's worth it to work as a family and work hard towards a common goal. Um, and they can definitely see that, especially in Jeremiah, because he is a very hard worker and has a lot of pride in taking care of our animals I mean, the kids, have names, the mama kids. They, are, they are special to us they come up to they come up to us they're gentle wow. you know we raise them very in a humane way and that's also something we're really proud of and i just i like for people to see that
0: you know tell uh, them how they find you on your instagram. your instagram it's funny it's clever it's real life because you're like a it mom raising kids running a business is, it's,
1: it's it's real life um so we're at ozark valley wagyu
0: and how you spell wagyu
1: W-A-G-Y-U
0: Not a lot of people fluent in Japanese. If you're if, if, if you're not. Uh, and if you buy anything from them, they give you a discount if you use promo code flyover uh, there uh, on, on this stuff. But no matter what you do, be accumulating relationships. Go to your farmer's market, meet people, get get, cut out some of the middlemen, if possible, between where something comes from and your plate. If you can have those relationships, it's better to build boats before it's raining. This is a great relationship to have. Even if you're kind of just curious, you want to learn more about what's involved. What does farm life look like? How does this happen? Uh, you Guys are great to follow again on Instagram and your websites. It's very educational. And uh you're here at the Grand Royale. So I know people are tug of warren to use your beef to compete with. Absolutely.
1: Super humble to be here. Yep.
0: We had such a great conversation with Jeremiah and Amy that uh we just kind of kept filming and recording and they got into some really good stuff. I thought it was super interesting. So uh we're gonna keep that going here a few more minutes.
2: They uh uh and what, what's agushi? A- Akaushi. That Aka-ushi. is the type of wagyu we use. Yep. A-K-A-U-S-H-I. Akaushi. Now, when you guys were dating, is is uh, use
0: of the Japanese language something that no. drew you in? <laughs> <laughs> it was not. She fell in love at <laughs> first uh, sight. that's yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it, it, it's, it's funny, you know, in our, in our in our world throughout history, women are going to be attracted to a man. It's like
1: a hey, working man i can eat <laughs> yeah
0: you know this a kind of stuff man. you know but yeah before there was hey he's cute on instagram
2: or these things mm-hmm. it was like hey this guy can hunt
1: that's right <laughs> you know because that's right is- hey
2: that, that's where that's where i asked her to marry me wasn't it
1: actually it was and yeah, hunt, yeah, we were hunting, hunting.
2: <laughs> true story well
0: it's good to know it's like hey yeah. if, I'm gonna, if i'm gonna spend my life with somebody and raise kids with them are we gonna of starvation oh
1: my god <laughs> you know yeah. it's like no
0: okay oh, this is a win yeah. Exactly
3: right. I mean people don't think about that much
1: but it right. is talk more about that, like, at the grocery store. The stuff you're you
3: know, about? when people think about fresh never frozen, you got to have this here though. When people think about, you know, fresh never frozen, they go to the hamburger. You got to have got to keep the mic. you can when you when you talk with your hands it goes there. We'll start over. maybe if I do it with my other hand. Yeah, <laughs> only talk, only talk one-handed. Cut. Just talk one-handed.
2: Okay. okay. You earn your job for you on this one.
3: Buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> When people talk about fresh, never frozen, at your grocery stores and places like this, you know that meat is at least 45 days old, at least bare minimum. It's could be we're talking about bare minimum. And when you look at it there, and it's all beautiful and red, how do you think it's beautiful and red? It's from chemicals to make it look and appear like though it's fresh, though it's not. It takes chemicals to do that. Um, when you're when you think about that, what the hamburger market especially is called the kill cow market, and it basically all your farms has anything wrong with the cow, the cow's got cancer, it's got this, it's, you know, they've already pumped it full of antibiotics, it's not working, they at least get a dollar a pound at the kill cow market. And that's what ends up, in what, especially in hamburger, that's what most people are eating, is these kill cow market type hamburger meat that you have no idea what is in this stuff. I mean, it's, it is crazy. So someplace like ours, you know, it never leaves the farm. From, even, you know, we, through the feedlot process, we don't send it out. It stays right on our farm. We keep complete control of it. Nobody could ever get involved or put anything in it. We 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 are start to finish complete control over the cows. So
0: talk about the process. you say you know, there's a, there's a lineup of cows and you got one over here that's kind of limp and there's a cough, you know, or something. Like, how did, what happens to them? You know, in this as in, in, they're as they're lined up based on their health in, it, in, in traditional
3: farming and traditional cattle. Basically, what you have is just you know a, 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 a farmer has a cow that's no good for whatever reason. It's sick. It needs antibiotics. It's got cancer. It's got this. It's got a broke leg. What's he going to do? Bury it? No. He can take it to the sale barn and at least get a dollar a pound for it. And that's your basic hamburger market. That's that's the McDonald's,
0: <laughs> Wendy's, that kind of those kind of like franchise. It, could be, it could be
3: anywhere. Your local grocery store. You have you have no idea. And i so I think you know when it comes to. For me, you know, think about people think about Wagyu steaks. It's like, oh, man, they're the best steaks in the world. But, you know, the average family, what, if they're lucky, steak once a month? So what's really important is what you eat every day. Yeah. And so you think about hamburger, it's the most important protein. I mean, because your tacos, hamburgers, goulashes. Yeah. I mean, we could go on and on and on. And, on. and with uh, with, uh, with Wagyu, because we, we're able to feed them grain. We still keep all our omega sixes, omega threes. It's higher in selenium and, and a lot of other minerals. So, what's important is what you're feeding your family every day, and it's you know more like hamburgers or fajitas we sell fajita meat. These type of things are more important than steaks. So we love to sell steaks. And hey, you'll love be the best steak you've ever. But just be honest, you're not eating steak every day unless you're a hundred percent carnivore. You know you might well, be eating a steak like Sean, Dr. Sean Baker eating yeah. a steak every day or two or three. Well, Amy, <laughs> Let me ask you a question real quick. Be sure that Go ahead. With, with her?
0: as a mom knowing everything you know now would you would you ever go go back I mean could you could you
1: there is not a chance I would never go back honestly I have learned so much in the last year that I am personally trying to transfer into a complete carnivore lifestyle for myself and I'm actually in this awkward stage where I'm like I want to feed my family you know part of like this American diet because I enjoy baking cookies with my kids and all of these things but uh, ultimately meat is the best protein for them, the best fuel for their body. Um, and there is no way that I could go back.
0: No How about way. just meat off the shelf from the grocery store, the hamburger at the grocery store?
1: Ruined. I can't. I honestly can't. I got to swallow it just to get rid of it. I think
0: Will Rogers said, he goes, uh, politicians, <laughs> he goes, uh, some of like, politicians or hot dogs are both fine as long as you don't see how they're made
1: exactly sure (laughs) for sure like honestly it's even changed how i shop for chicken and shop for seafood i'm still making sure there's no hormones in them and you know i I try as a mom to do my best but i can never uh, go back
2: we we got to see how it was made actually kyle Kyle and i actually got we got to go to a large plant in missouri and uh got to see the the line production and it's it's unbelievable really it is it's uh mass production you know they're they're there they're they're making pennies on the dollar so they've got to move you know thousands ahead every day your quality goes down at that point but so, but,
0: so when you're dealing with mainstream cattle production today and it might have been different yeah like I said in the 80s and the 70s and the 60s cuz that, that that process it might have been a little different but today it's very competitive very and they've got to do that in order Absolutely, to to, to meet yep. the demands of Walmart yep. and these you know large retailers. Yeah, absolutely. I genuinely
1: believe, I genuinely believe that it's just a lack of knowledge. Because I feel like if people knew that they could not give their money to them and feed it to their family, I just think it's a lack. And of
0: you knowledge. guys pretty well control it from the time the, the calf's born all the way till it's all slaughter. Awesome. That's awesome. Well, we're going to be coming out to your farm, and we can to see it for ourselves, Can't wait. And, and check it all out, Can't wait. And, uh, yeah. and see this process. Because again, I think once people do
2: that, then it is kind of a an epiphany.
0: Yes, it yeah. is. And so, yeah, t- tell us about your farm and where it's at.
2: Yep. So we're located in Eggerspring, Missouri, which is twenty miles south of Forty Four, south of Rolla, Missouri. So we're we're kind of uh, central U.S. We're centrally located. and We ship all over the United States every Monday. Uh, it works. It works pretty well because we can pretty much cover any any state within three days. Wow! So uh, it comes. So I know when we've gotten it. Now we're pretty close, but it's hard as the rock. Yeah,
0: it's yeah, not so even. It's not even at all. Kansas defrosting.
2: City is next day. I yeah. mean, yeah. It's, four state radius. You know, is next day. That's we ship. We ship with dry ice uh, to make sure it stays frozen, and it'll last up to five days. If there's a if there's an issue, you know, we put a little extra dry ice in there just to make sure. But uh, that's awesome. And give your website one more time. Yep. Website is uh, ozarkwagyu.com. And Wagyu is W A G Y U. These guys are awesome. Hey, you're from a Promo Coflavery, and you get a discount as well, which is important. Save
0: as much as you can. But the biggest thing is take ownership of what you're putting in your children's bodies because the fruit of those decisions may not show up for years, but you end up being what you eat. And I don't think a lot of people actually know what they're eating.
4: Hey guys, Frank Cox here. I'm here with my buddy Kyle from over there at Ozark Valley Wagyu Be- or Ozark Valley Beef Company. We're gonna cook up some Wagyu beef burgers today on the San Maria Grill using this flat top.
1: <music> Boom.
4: Can you put? too much cheese on a burger.
3: Take your time.
4: We're not trying to push for it. All
2: right guys, I get it taken back now. Check it out. Here we go.
4: Anyway, bozarkwagoo.com. Get on over and get your burger. I'm gonna eat the restaurants right in front of you.
0: Firefly our family. We're here at the Grand Royale again, and uh, there's an amazing process when it comes to having good food. You think it just shows up on your plate. you got to have incredible meat that's grown, and then you need creative geniuses here that are finding new and creative limits, pushing the, the envelope of what men have been doing since they were walking around and, and uh, discovered fire, which is, how do we take meat and cook it and eat? And it's probably the most common uh, denominator that goes back to us for the last 5,000 years. You know, Adam and Eve probably would have loved this stuff as
4: well so
1: you make these things yeah yeah these
4: these are genius creations what what are we looking at here so this is actually a new thing we could well it's not new but it's new to us we just built this for a specific event we did a couple weeks ago this is called a schwanker so this particular style of barbecue is live fire. Is what it is what we call it so we're building with with wood and charcoal and it's a live fire that's open and then we're controlling how big the coal bed is that's how we control our heat okay. and how high up the grate is off of those coals so we got this cable system and swinker this style of cooker is german and it means swinging grate is what it means and okay. so that grate literally is just suspended by this cable and we can raise and lower it by pulling this cable and hooking it and so wow. we do a lot of things like we'll do like skirt steak flank steak we've been cooking the ozark wagyu Ozark uh, Valley Wagyu, uh, wow. you know, skirts wow, wow, wow. stuff out here. And it's been phenomenal, tacos, you know.
1: Okay, so I just bit. have to ask a question. So if yeah. anybody, like, they're watching this and they're like, how do I get this? How do they find you? So
4: there's The best place to get started in my world is go to smokerbuilder.com.
1: Smokerbuilder.com. Yeah, there's no, okay.
4: it's not plural. It's smokerbuilder. We are the smokerbuilder. There's yeah. the Just one. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. only one smokerbuilder. So, so when you oh, get yeah. there, yeah, here's one of the stickers. So when you get there, there's one question on that website when you land there. And it's basically like, how do you want to get your next smoker? Right? Okay. There's only, there's three answers, right? But only really two of them. Okay, so the first one is, do you want me to build it for you? Some people don't have the tools or the time, and they would rather just me build it for them. The other question is, would you like to build it yourself? And then we have over 200 sets of plans on the internet. We make wow. All the and pieces, including these drum smokers we're going to talk so about. So it could be a
0: complete DIY all the all, way to All the way through, me done. building it for them. So this is a swanker. So this, this, this okay. grill here is going to go. This is going to go. Just right raise there. it based
4: on the pulleys, up or down, closer to the flame, and then. This is another version what is this? of it. It's the same kind of concept, but instead of the tripod with the cable, we have this post on the backside and these T nuts. And so we can raise and lower that, that disc. It's called a disco, is what we call it. Discata. And so one half of this disc has got a deep lip to it. So we can put like oil in there. We can fry wings if you want to do wing fry. Okay. if you want to saute onions and stuff, you can do that in here. But then you can actually take that off and flip it over and it becomes a flat grill. So you also got a griddle and it has a very short lip so the grease doesn't run off and get down inside your coals. So we want to do smash burgers later. You know, we can build fire on here.
1: Wow. This is genius.
4: Live fire uh, smash burgers, you know. And then we got the Dutch ovens here too because that's a whole other element of live fire. Man, that's heavy. Yeah, it's very heavy. And so you'll see one has legs under it, the other one does not. And so. We, what I do is I use different ways. Like I could put this one on here and just let it be really, really low temperature. But I can use this one with the legs. And I can put it on top of the coals. I can take some more coals and put it on top. We can bake biscuits in there. We can do cornbread. We can do whatever you want. Pies, cakes, anything like that. So this
1: would actually be a really cool prepper. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
4: Well. It's it's really good for survival yeah. stuff like that. yeah. The, the, the grid was shut down and you
0: had a cow. You still
4: so. You know, <laughs> the, 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 I always used to say, you know, the barbecue guys are the guys that's going to feed humanity whenever everything shuts down. Yeah, so, you, know, you, to you, know you need those guy. in your camp. <laughs> now, true. these drums
0: yeah. were invented in Kansas City,
4: right? Yeah, yeah. So there's a couple different uh, lines of this story. I'll tell you the one that I believe. Okay, so there was this barbecue contest thing is very expensive to do. You know, there's four digits involved in every contest, money-wise. And so what happens is you got a lot of guys that the that price of entry to be able to come out here and compete with us on a weekend is just too much. And so there was a man here named Snail. He's probably here cooking today. This is 30, 40 years ago. Snail, uh, Snail's slow smoking barbecue is the guy's team name. He's okay. a big old guy with a beard, you know, and big overalls and he's a race car guy. That's why they called him Snail. And so Snail okay. said, look, I'm gonna make a cooker that anybody can make for free, that they can come out here so the cooker won't be a problem. And so he started with an old old barrel and he had a lid, and he had a wedge, and so he built a fire in the bottom of the drum, and then this wedge, as you opened and shut that lid, you would control your temperature with that. Wow! Right? And so they would cook barbecue like that, and then as it started to go, other companies started building things, like you'll see Gateway out here, then you'll see a lot of my little things around, it's all different versions of it. But I decided to make the parts and pieces, because a lot of guys can't weld, they can't do all these other right. things. So. I can weld, and I, I've been uh, in the refrigeration food equipment industry for about 30 years. So wow. all of this is just natural so for me.
0: So to use all that knowledge for something productive.
4: Yeah, so it's just we just got to <laughs> control air and temperature. That's all we got to do.
0: Okay, so you, know? you build a fire in the base of, inside yeah, we, the barrel?
4: This one's clean. This one's been cooked in, so I can open it all up for you here. Okay, so that's the lid, of course. This is the smokestack, so everything goes up and goes out. There's a cooking wow. grate right here. Now, the way this cooker is built, it will literally run itself for 19 hours. You build the fire one time, walk away, you can go to work, wow. whatever you want to do, no electricity required. There's your survival. Yeah, Yes, thing again. no kidding. So, the cooking grate, we actually we try to make as much of this domestically in the United States as possible. And this cooking grate's made in Chicago specifically it's for me. Yeah, and then there's a baffle plate. And the baffle plate in this design is really essential to make sure that this thing runs properly. And then underneath of it is a charcoal basket. Whoa. And a heat shield. And the heat shield is part of the draft system also, but it also protects the paint on the outside. Because some of these things look really nice. Back in the day, they were called ugly drums. Okay. They were called ugly drums because they was ugly. (laughs) And they, they just was all beat up and rusty. But this charcoal basket comes out. And it burns like a fuse, so it'll hold about 15 pounds of charcoal, depending on what kind of charcoal it is. Okay. And you start about three-quarters of the way up and fill it with charcoal to here. Oh, Oh, I'm sorry. There you go. So you fill it about three-quarters of the way full with charcoal, and then you top like this and it burns down. Like a fuse. Okay. And so that 15 pounds of charcoal, if you're running everything right, it'll last up to 19 hours. At, at 300 degrees, actually. And so wow. now we're talking about temperature. So what happens with temperature, imagine your oven at home, right? It's yep. got a thermostat on it. Thermostat comes on and off, and that, that's how it regulates temperature. Or in right. this case, we're the, we're the thermostat. Okay. And anything we can do in that oven at home, we can do right here. One of the things I like to do on these is make like a devil a devil's food cake, you okay. know, like a chocolate cake. You know, really? Yeah, yeah. We'll hard boil eggs in here, you know, the whole bit. So. Oh,
1: my gosh. Okay, this is now, this is the ultimate survival yeah. right no, here. Yeah,
4: absolutely. Pizzas, whatever you want
0: to do. So, so any the, food that gets heated. And cooked, now, on cooked on, on cooked your in. site, you also have blueprints. And so say somebody's yeah. like, I don't want something like that. Now I live in an apartment. I don't even know what I would do with it. I don't know how to weld. Anything. But maybe having those plans would be a good idea for somebody as a prepper. It's like, hey, if if... You know, the brisket ever hits the fan, you know, and you're like, hey, you you can, you can, like, they they buy the the plans, they can download, like, a PDF and have a hard copy?
4: Absolutely. So, uh, the big part, smoker builder started helping out guys learn how to build pits, and they call me the barbecue pit engineer because that's what I did, is I figured all the math out, the design Mm -hmm. math for how to do this and how big things should be, right? So, what we did is we took those designs, people... I was teaching people the math, and they were like, well, it's too complex. Why don't you just give me a set of plans I can do? And I said, sure. So we started drawing plans. And uh, anyway, those plans are available uh, worldwide. You know, we our, our biggest customer that spent the most money on plans is in Ghana, Africa. What? And he welds in a shop. His name's Michael Robinson. He welds in a shop in Ghana. Wow. There, You know, and the, the, the cool thing about that... Is that everybody's got a grandpa with a farm or something like that, and they've always got something out there. Some yeah. water tank, a propane tank, yeah. something yeah. like that. And that's what our plans are for. They're they're for specific common items that everybody has laying around that you can take to your buddy's welding shop. You know, save a buck or two. I mean, literally, like if you go to this other spot down over here, I've got one pit in there I built for a guy that's a $20,000 pit, you know. Wow. But it's a trailer. Not, not your starter one. Yeah. But most guys don't want to drop twenty <laughs> grand on a pit, you know. So they can, they can start here for like three. I, I can't think of a better <laughs> use of twenty thousand. Did 000. you
1: hear that, Flavor family? Said three hundred seventy bucks. Three
0: hundred seventy-nine dollars. You can get the kit with all these parts.
1: Oh my gosh! And these
0: are heavy-duty parts, like yeah. like yeah. The, the spring coil on that. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The thermostat up front.
4: Yeah, we manufacture all of these parts and then uh, we sell those as a kit and it comes painted as a as done so or that is would it be the raw parts the raw you find parts your own barrel find
0: your own barrel all the pieces yeah. and the plans and,
4: yeah and then the next tier up is I'll go ahead and pre-drill the barrel for you I'll give you a barrel I'll ship it to your house for free and it's 649 bucks for the whole deal all you got to do is bolt it together and paint it that's amazing yeah but then we can also do the whole thing for you just like I said we do we help you do it yourself or we'll do it
1: Okay, let's go to smokerbuilder.com. Just so no S on the end, just smokerbuilder.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are many smoker builders. i really yeah. oh do put the grate back in. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I can do all that. Yeah. Anybody can run this. There you go.
1: That is so cool. Thank you so much for yeah, taking the time to share with us need, how to do it. We'll
4: come back by after a while when we got some food coming off.
1: No doubt about it. We got to see this for
0: sure. Thanks for showing us how this works. Hey, let, me, let me ask you one more question yeah, yeah. on this. this. is something I think about though is, most people, for the most part, are so disconnected from the source of their food. You know, you walk, you walk into the a Hy-Vee or a Kroger or one of these places, and you know, and they'll have pictures of like a red barn and a, a rooster sitting on a fence, you know, above the eggs, and it's like, oh, that's probably the chicken that laid by. You know, like. They, but they don't know if, if chocolate milk comes from a brown cow or how, the you know, they've never actually been, the people have never been on a farm. They live in yeah. Chicago, in New York, and this guy, they have been to it. In, in this this space, even an event like this, it kind of, yeah. kind of brings the consumer closer to the the product and they realize like all the things that go into it Mm -hmm. i think that's just good yeah there's something that you know when you mow your grass and you can see lines in it it feels good when you're done being satisfying being connected to the process and adjusting it every time have you noticed that people you've worked with that kind of maybe start small and it kind of becomes a
4: Oh, absolutely, in every walk of life. Everything, well, we got the farmers to thank, you know, because what they yeah. do, for instance, Ozark Valley Beef, you know, they're here with us today. And, and uh, the process with them started in their genetics years ago to get to the point where we could turn in this brisket today. You know, wow. we're cooking two of their briskets, their, the, the full blood and a, and a three quarter blood brisket, which is the really, really super prime premium beef, you know. Would, would you think it would be a stretch to say that?
0: Our society would be better. Our country would be better if a higher percentage of people were involved in the process absolutely. of their own food. Yeah, even absolutely. if they had a little hanging garden on the back and they grew some tomatoes, they did, you know, yeah. like, but, but connected some way to like what you're putting in your mouth. Absolutely. It's such a personal thing to like, where did it come from, and, and even more involved in the process. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
4: Yeah, well, see, that's a whole other thing. Is is uh, the story that comes along with that because the story is what gives the satisfaction. Yeah. Getting to know the farmer Getting to know You know With these cookers Like where did the parts come from Where did that propane tank These things here Where did they come from You know I built it with my dad You know Yeah all of that If you can get involved With your family Or friends Or a community Of some kind Just follow that In a
0: world where things Digital and you can undo And click And and delete And you know All this It's kind of There's something kind of Primitive and instinctual About man Real fire Real food Being involved in it And getting better in overtime. All right, we got ugly cookers with a good-looking engineer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thank you so much for your time. This is Thank so cool. Yeah, yeah. Really appreciate much. it. Thank I
2: appreciate you. That.
4: Hey guys, Frank Cox here. I'm here with my buddy Kyle from over there at Ozark Valley Wagyu Bee, or Ozark Valley Beef Company. We're going to cook up some Wagyu beef burgers today on the San Maria Grill using this flat top.
1: Ooh. Can you put
4: too much cheese on a burger?
3: Take your time.
4: We're not trying to push for it.
2: Alright guys, I get it taken back now. Check it out. Here we go.
4: Anyway, those are you don't know not we get your burgers? I'm gonna
1: eat right in front of you. For more great content, go to Flyoverconservatives.com.